God is a good God. Come with me to Nehemiah, Old Testament scripture, Nehemiah chapter 6. I'm going to read a few verses before we get to verse, what we have here, verse 13, I think I have here. I'm going to read a few verses before we get to verse 9. All right? Before I get to verse 9, I'm going to read Nehemiah chapter 6 and go down from there, okay? And uh, it says, Now it happened when San, Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and that there were no breaks left in it, though at the time I had not hung the doors and the gates, that Sanballat and Geshem said, sent to me saying, come let us meet together among the villages in the plain of Ono. But that, but they thought to do me harm. So I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why, sh why should the work cease while I leave it? and go down to you. But they sent me this message four times and I answered them in the same manner. Then Sambalat sent his servant to me as before the fifth time with an open letter in his hand. And it was written, it is reported among the nations and Geshem says that you and the Jews plan to rebel. Therefore, according to these rumors, you are rebuilding the wall and that you may be their king. And you have also appointed prophets to proclaim concerning you at Jerusalem, saying there is a king in Judah. Now these matters will be reported to the king. So come, therefore, and let us consult together. Verse 8 says, Then I sent to him, saying, No such things as you say are being done, but you invent them in your own heart. <laughs> I love that phrase. Verse 9 is where we pick up here tonight. So I pick you up at verse 9. For they all were trying to make us afraid, saying their hands will be weakened in the work and it will not be done. Now, therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. Say, God, strengthen my hands. After, verse 10 says, Afterward, I came to the house of Shemaiah, the son of Delah, uh, uh, Delah, excuse me, not Delilah. Uh, the son of Metabel, who was a secret informer, and he said, let us meet together in the house of God within the temple. Let us close the doors of the temple, for they are coming to kill you. Indeed, at night they will come to kill you. Verse 11 says, and, and I said, should such a man as I flee? And who is there such as I who would go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. Then I perceive, say I perceive, that God had sent him at all. That God had not sent him at all, but that he pronounced his prophecy against me because Tobiah and Samballot had hired him. For this reason he was hired that I should be afraid and act that way and sin so that they might have cause for an evil report that they might reproach me verse 14 says my God remember Tobiah and Samballot according to these words I mean according to their works and the prophetess 
Noadiah and the rest of the prophets who would have made me afraid. I wanted to talk a little bit tonight. I was talking about exercising discernment and I just feel like I need to stay here for a minute. And I want to kind of pick it up with Nehemiah. I was going to talk about it Tuesday, but I want another direction. I kind of wanted to save this message for, for this for today because I feel like there's important things to learn from this. And when it comes down to exercising discernment. Now, Nehemiah, God had put a burden in his heart to rebuild the wall, to rebuild the wall that had to rebuild Jerusalem, pretty much. Jerusalem had been devastated. God had leached out, released judgment on them. And, and Nehemiah heard and heard about all the things that happened. And it got, God put a, and he had a heart to say, you know, want to rebuild his native land. And he found favor with the king. The king favored him. He goes down there to Jerusalem. He goes, comes back. He gathers the troops together. And what they begin to do, ladies and gentlemen, is set on themselves to rebuild the wall. And so they are rebuilding the wall. Their hands are, uh, their hands are, 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 are about a great work. Say my hands are about a great work. With you being about a great work, because... Uh, uh, because Nehemiah is coming back into a region that was completely um, devastated and uh, outsiders have now begun to control what was going on in Jerusalem. You have people while you are trying to rebuild something and gather people together that everybody would come back into the native land once again to their to the land of which God had promised them. You have it now that you have people who are outsiders such as Sam Ballot. Tobiah. These men were not Jews. These were men from outside nations that were controlling Jerusalem. And the very fact of the matter is, how is it that we are allowing outsiders to dictate to us uh, what God has put us to do? How is it, ladies and gentlemen, that we allow the voices of outsiders to influence the people of God? To influence or, into or, or try to intimidate the people of God from our hands to do great works for the king. And Nehemiah has galvanized everyone together to rebuild this wall. To rebuild the wall. To build, it, to build the city back up again. That life will come back to Jerusalem once again. And here we have it, ladies and gentlemen, that while they are doing a great thing for God and they're doing their, their hands are to the right things. What we have here, ladies and gentlemen, is that there is opposition to what they are trying to do. There is opposition, ladies and gentlemen. They are people like Sam Ballot and Tobiah, these men. Who have, got, who have came together to try to stop, to hinder, to distract the, 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 the work that the people of God have came together to do. And I must take this time, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why I'm preaching about discernment and I'm trying to, uh, 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 to, to really hammer this within our spirits and to really hammer this within our souls tonight is because you and I are going somewhere. Yeah. 
You and I are of a great work. You may not see what you're doing right now as a great work, but guess what? There are outsiders seeing what God is doing in your life that are looking on the outside and saying to themselves, who and what do they think they are doing? And there are outsiders I want to say to you tonight and that who are not as outside as you think they are, there are even ones that are close to think that you cannot or that you should not be doing what you are doing at this moment. Because the reality is, is that some people feel as though that if you're not doing better than them, then we're all good. Hallelujah. That if all of us are on the same plane, then everything is good. And then there's outsiders as Sandballad and Tobiah who want to continue to control and to, make, uh, and to take advantage of their weak state. Yeah. <laughs> and so you have that going on tonight. But you and I are of a great work. You and I are of a great work. And our hands, that God are, is strengthening our hands to do great things for the kingdom of God. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Pastor Dom, the executive pastor here at Transformation Christian Fellowship, and we're asking you to connect your faith with ours as a church by participating in our Only Believe Capital Campaign. Your contribution to our campaign will allow us the opportunity to acquire space and relocate to the Silver Spring area. Currently here at the Clarksville, Maryland area, we have service here at five, but it's extremely limited. We can only have service at five. But your contribution to our campaign will allow us the opportunity to relocate to Silver Spring and start our service at an earlier time where more people will be able to come and experience our church and be a part of our Sunday worship experience. Giving to the campaign is really simple. Just go to your phone and text 77977 to TCF1. And under the tab fund, all you have to do is select the Only Believe Capital Campaign. Enter your amount and just click Give. It is that simple. Thank you for partnering with us and believing God for the impossible along with us as a church. And remember, transformation starts here. We want you to connect your faith with us as we embark on an ambitious capital campaign entitled Only Believe. Support us by playing a part in the next stage of our church's history. And so, I'm talking about this example of discernment here. Because the reason why discernment is so very important is because discernment, ladies and gentlemen, helps you again to see everything from God's perspective. To see everything from God's point of view. On every situation that may arise in you and I's life. That is the power of discernment, ladies and gentlemen, is that we can, the, the, the spiritual discernment allows us to see people's and their situation from every angle of life. You get what I'm saying? To see the natural and the supernatural, to see that, that here's the thing, God's sight and God's discernment does not take everything, does not look at the outward appearance of things. God sees beyond that and gets down to the matter of the heart and its intentions. And here we have it, ladies and gentlemen, that Nehemiah is in a situation. He's in a situation where while he's building, there's opposition. While he's doing a great work, there's still opposition. 
See, the misconception is that you think that while you're doing something great for God or in doing something and finally getting your life on track, that you won't have opposition. That is a fairy tale to think that you will not have any adversity, any opposition, even while you are serving God. It's just not. It's not realistic to think that the enemy is just going to let you just lolly, just let you like, I'm just building the kingdom of God. Like he's not going to let you do that. He knows what that means. Don't you get it? And so here we have it. That Nehemiah and them, they're getting close to finishing the wall. The wall is almost at its completion. And then we have it that these men are trying to take him away and to lure him to try to either kill him or to sabotage his reputation. Ladies and gentlemen, they attacked him in three ways. They tried to, number one, ladies and gentlemen, set up a friend like it was a friendly meeting between them to lure him in the plains of Ono to kill him. Then on the other side, then they use slander, ladies and gentlemen. They tried to use slander as a way of getting him to look bad in front of the people of God. And then the third way they tried to attack Nehemiah was to, uh, to, to try to hire a prophet to speak false. Oh, my God, to get him and say, oh, we can hide you if you go into the temple. They want to kill you. Here's what I like about what Nehemiah did. Nehemiah, on the first time around, when they lured him in, when they tried to want to say, hey, can we meet up in Ono like this was a friendly thing? Here's what Nehemiah says in Nehemiah chapter 6. Verse 3 said, so I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? Because the reason why Nehemiah knows is that you're trying to kill me. Why would I, why would I stop what I'm doing to deal with you? Why should I stop what I'm doing to play and, and to, 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 to stoop down to what you are trying to do, why would I do that? I'm not going to waste my time. Here is what discernment does for you and I. It keeps us focused. The devil is the offer of confusion. But the spiritual discernment of God keeps you focused. When knowing when the enemy wants to bring you in to uh, bring you and lure you out of what God wants you to do. Are you hearing me tonight? So Nehemiah tells them this four times. We are of a great work. I'm not coming down from what I'm doing. I'm not doing this. He doesn't give them points for points. He just says straight up to them. I'm of a good work and I'm not coming down. When they want more of a response, his response is simple. I'm of a great work, and I'm not coming down. When they send messengers to do the work for them, instead of them coming themselves, 
He says, I'm of a great work and I'm not coming down. While they send letters to him, paragraphs, he says, I'm of a good work and I can't come down. So when they notice that doesn't work, what we do is try to put slander out there or make up lies to then what we're going to try to do is try to try to, okay, if we can just, all right, if he ain't going to come down, let's put out lies out there that can get to the people that are around them just as helping them in the work to try to put out there that, yeah, he's really doing this for himself. That really that Nehemiah is all about his reputation and how he looks. That you've hired people to say that you are the new king of Judah. They say you are the new king. This is what this is what he's saying here. He's saying he's saying that there is verse 17. There is a king in Judah. And now these matters will be reported to the king. So what they've done is they're trying to lie and say that he would be the new king of Judah. Because and, 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 and here's what he will try and here's what that slander and that lie will try to do. It will then try to draw, draw a wedge between who he served as a king to get that king to feel a certain type of way to then to try to come after Nehemiah. I'm just saying there's every angle to look at this, ladies and gentlemen. There's slander that's being there. The, they're, they're, they're what the, the enemy tries to do if I, I can't do you let me sow discord or try to sow discord around the community of people that you are around to say wait a minute why should we work with Nehemiah who he thinks he is but that didn't work because his reputation and how Nehemiah carried himself outweighed a lie Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, you don't have to keep going back and forth with people to try to prove your character. You don't have to defend your character when you know how you walk in front of God. You don't have to go in long, long, oh my God, in long type of, the, the, uh, long type of, uh, of oratory things to try to defend yourself against people you know who are lying. Why? Because you're wasting time. Nehemiah is not concerned about their dissertation, about what they're trying to say. You and I cannot be concerned about what people try to say, about what your intentions, about your motives. Nehemiah came with one, with one, with one goal, to see his city rebuilt again. TCF, we got one goal. That's to, to connect lives to the transforming power and love of Jesus Christ. That's what our goal is. And guess what? His discernment allowed him to see that. See, discernment allows you to know what in the world you are going to say and how you respond correctly. See, when you have real spiritual discernment, you know how to go about responding in the right way of things so you don't waste your time. Verse 8, and this is what he then says. Nehemiah says, then I sent to him saying, no such things as you say are being done, but you invent them in your own heart. 
Let me stop right here. So in other words, what Nehemiah says to him is you are a liar. The things of which you say are things that you contrive from your own imagination. Did he spend a long time with going back at him? No, he did not. He said the things that you try to say or the allegations that you try to make are all not true. And they are all within your own heart. Because when you really get down to the really nitty and the gritty of it all, their heart is in the wrong place because they are knowing that their time is up of taking advantage of the people of God. That's the real truth of the matter about it. That's why some churches, it's unfortunate, why some churches can be jealous of the next church that's coming in the area. Why is that? Because for some who are crooked leaders, they know that their time is up. That's why when you go in certain regions, there is a strong outside presence that wants to stop you from getting land, that wants to put, oh my God, that wants to put so many obstacles in your way. Why is that? Because the principalities in that area know that their time is up. <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll put things out there in the air and see what sticks. I put things out there. Oh, he thinks he's going to be the new king. See if that sticks. See, but when you got the right people who have bought in to this. Oh, my God, help me in this room tonight. When you got the right people who have bought in, ladies and gentlemen, and who have sold out, it does not matter what they try to say because they all know your character. See, the people who look at you and look at you with a side eye is because they never really bought into you and you thought they were your friend, but they really weren't your friend. They were just along, they were just along for the ride. But people who know your true character can know that when slander and allegations come, they can know right there from the start that, that is a lie from Satan. Hallelujah. Because no matter what, a truth, it will always outlive a lie. Hallelujah tonight. And the reality is, is Nehemiah says, you are a liar. I'm not going back and forth with you. I'm not wasting my energy with you. I'm not wasting my time with you. Discernment allows me to know what and when I'm going to say things, how and how I'm going to approach you, and what I'm going to say to you. So I don't waste my time because my hands are of a great work. And the great work that God has on my life I cannot waste my time Dealing with petty nonsense Like you Why am I trying to tell you about discernment this year? Because you cannot waste time. You gotta go in after it. And you gotta put keep your hands to the plow. And you can't care what comes up in your way and what tries to lure you in. It's all a distraction. It's all a distraction from hell. And the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that hell is nervous about your future and what you have your hands to. And when you are working on the plow, and you're keeping your hands to the plow He knows that that time is up 
Hallelujah. That's why we, we had a call. We had a team meeting. And we're saying, well, God, when are we going to get to Silver Spring? When are we going to get to this stuff? And it seems like we're getting, the, 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 it's not opening up as fast. But you have to understand is that principalities and regions know that when the people of God are bought in, when the people of God are sold out, that their time is what it's up. That's why old flings and old people want to come around you and hit your phone and DM you on Instagram and Snapchat you because they see your life is moving forward without them. And you got to remind yourself I'm of a good work and I can't come down. You should have done, oh my God, you should have made your mind up then, but I'm moving forward. Discernment allows you to understand what and how you will say things. Not everything requires a response. What I love about Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, that while he was on the seat of being judged and ridiculed and condemned, they asked him, are you the king? Pilate asked him, are you? Shoot the king, he said, you said it. <laughs> and then other people asked him, are you? He said, nothing. Because in Jesus' mind, you already know the answer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why they were so mad and they continued to be Jesus because they thought that he would give an answer to them. He, Jesus didn't have to. Jesus was like, listen, you idiots. I'm already dying for you. And that's why he got up on the cross and said, forgive them. For they know not what they do. They don't understand because if they really know who I was, they wouldn't crucify me. But they understand I was crucified for them. Everything don't require no response. Everything doesn't require your attention. Everything, see, discernment allows you to keep your mind and your eyes focused. You don't got focus dealing with petty drama, dealing with petty stuff. You throw that out the window this year and you keep your mind focused. And if they still got a problem, you need to say the world with you and get out of here because I don't got time for that. Nehemiah says you make this up in your own heart. Nehemiah said, they're all lies. They're all lies. It's all fake news. You make this up. It's not even true. He says, it's not true. Here's what verse 9 says, and this is why I like this, because Nehemiah understood where it's coming from. See, when you have discernment, then you know where it's coming from, what they're trying to do, the motive behind it. Here's what he says, for they all were trying to make us afraid. Don't you understand why threats, allegations, slander, trying to lure you out to try to deal with petty stuff? You know what that does? So that they can intimidate you make you afraid people think that they can bully you think they can get away with it but here's what nehemiah said their hands will be weakened in the work and it will not be done their hands he said 
their hands will be weakened in their work. See, as people try and try and try to diminish and to demean and to bring down, it only weakens them. While they are becoming weaker, you are becoming stronger. Because you know what makes them weaken? It's because when they know that you are not bothered by all the stuff that they try to bring against you, see, people can only fuel off of what you give them. I'm trying to help you this year. I'm trying to help the church this year. Because the reality is, TCF, we're going somewhere. There's a bigger thing that's on the horizon. And you have to understand that because I'm of a big work, and this is not arrogance, this is the truth. Because I'm doing something of substance that has worth, that has value, I am not going to spend my time dealing with you who are not of any type of worth at the moment. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that while people try to do things, you don't give the people the fuel. They don't, don't give in to that. They want to go back and forth with you. God bless you. May the Lord do you well. While they try to come and come and come and come and come, you just chill out. While they're trying to look at your Instagram story to see if they, you'll talk about them, you say nothing. You keep living your life. You keep working while they're looking. You keep working while they're talking among their own little circle group. You know what it does? Because it just weakens and weakens and weakens their plot. Are you hearing me tonight? Here he says, now, therefore, God, while you're weakening them, strengthen my hands. Strengthen me so I can keep dealing so I can see. Here's the deal. The reason why Nehemiah asks is for strength, because he needs the strength to contain himself. The discernment, see, here's the thing, the discernment, because the reality is, is that let's go in the mind of Nehemiah. If you really were in his shoes while he was building with one hand, he had his hand on the other. He had his sword in the other. He had to constantly come against these people who were trying to attack them while working. So in his mind, in your mind, when you go on, when somebody wants to kill you, when someone wants to bring you under, uh, wants to lure you out and kill you and there's threats upon your life and then they're trying to slander your name and then they're trying to get you to come up and have your reputation be destroyed, don't you think you want to lash out on them? Don't you think you want to give them a piece of your mind? And that's why you and I have to ask God for strength. Because in his day, because when God gives you discernment, you have to have the strength to be able to use it and not want to go to your flesh that really wants to tell them a piece of your mind. Hallelujah. I want you to strengthen my hands. I want you to strengthen my feet so I don't take this size 13 and do something to them. I want you to strengthen me. I want you to control my mouth so I don't say nothing outside that would jeopardize my integrity dealing with these jokers. I want you to strengthen me. and care less what they got going on. You help me to be able to deal with them. Hallelujah. 
Some of you, you need strength to deal with your family members. You need strength to deal with your friends. You need strength to deal with your workplaces. You need strength to deal with them. Because if you're saying, God, if you don't strengthen me, I don't know what I would do without your strength. I don't know what I would do without your God and your leading. I would lose my job if it was up to me. But in the meantime, I'm going to do and help you to keep me. Hallelujah. That's discernment. The discernment of knowing that God will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him. It's the, the, you got to understand that he's discerning. When you discern well, you can see it like, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to intimidate me. You're trying to make me afraid. You're trying to run me out of here. Oh my God, that's what you're really trying to do. You're trying to run me out of here. You don't want me to be in here. See, here's the thing. You got to understand you can't let no imps, you can't no, let no spiritual wickedness try to run you out of nowhere. You better be able to know I'm a standstill and I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep going in the work of the Lord. I'm going to remain steadfast, unmovable. I feel good now. I'm gonna keep running. When I started this thing four years ago on this same weekend, and God has continued to keep me steadfast, immovable, always abounding, discerning when the jokers come. Who in the world did you come from? Here's the last one. His discernment allowed him to see. Here's the last one, verse 10, and I'm leaving. Afterward, they came to the house of Shemaiah, the son of Delilah, I mean, Delaiah, excuse me, the son of Metabal, who was a secret informant. And he said, let us meet together in the house of God within the temple and let us close the doors of the temple for they are coming to kill you. Indeed, at night, they will come to kill you. This is, this is a setup. This is a setup. Watch what it says. And I said, should such a man as I flee? Nehemiah said, listen, I don't know who you think you're dealing with. I don't know. I'm just doing this is the Bible according to Brandon. I don't know who you think you are dealing with. I'm not a man that's going to listen to your reports and think I'm a flee. You, you got the wrong person. Who do you think you are? Hallelujah. Like, I hear what you're saying, but you don't intimidate me. He said, and who is there such as I who would go into the temple to save his life? Now, who in the world do you think I'm that dumb? That I'm going to listen to what you said go in the temple and I be dead? Don't you understand? Let me give you a back history for a moment. In the Old Testament, ladies and gentlemen, before Jesus, uh, his blood on Calvary, ladies and gentlemen, we were not all freely able to go into uh, the, 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 the holies of holies, into the temple. We were only allowed to go. Now, there was different parts of the tabernacle, ladies and gentlemen. But you couldn't go into the most holy place. Ladies and gentlemen, this would be considered a most holy place. Here we go. In the Old Testament, you guys would be outside there. Or in the narthex somewhere. I would be in here. You better hope I was living right. 
So our, all of our sins for the whole year was dependent on a brother who was just as frail as we are. That we had to pray that all, every God would accept it from this man. Think about it. Now you understand the point of Jesus. He was perfect in all his ways. He was God and man. So here it is. That was God's command. You couldn't just come in here freely. Couldn't do it. King Uzziah died. Why did he die? Because he went into the temple. Only the chief high priest could do that. He went in the most holy place of the temple. And he died on spot. You think you want to get me to, do, to disobey God? Are you serious? You think I must, you think I, I fear God too much. For me to, 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 to do something in no disobedience like that. You know, can I bring you to the New Testament, ladies and gentlemen? When Peter and them were talking, when Peter, after the day of Pentecost, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and when Peter and John came before the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Sanhedrin and saying, whose name do you do this in? And they said, in Jesus' name. After they raised that man up who was a beggar at the gate called Beautiful. And they beat him and tell them, don't you go into the no, 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 no longer say about that name. And Peter and John looked at them and who are you that we will listen to you? You got to tell people sometimes and bring them back to earth. Who are you? that I'm going to listen to you when they say you can't and when they say negative things to try to debunk or try to bring your spirit down of the dream that you had and what God has given you you have to tell them no matter who they are and who are you to tell me oh my God and this is what he said then I perceived this is discernment again that God had not sent him at all Here's what I'm trying to help you with tonight. You better have a level of discernment to know and who and what sounds like God. See, and the only way you know God's voice is when you are becoming acquainted with God's voice through his word. And here's the reason why a lot of Christians fail and they struggle because they're not acquainted with the voice of God. They are not acquainted with the word of God. And so when they hear something, they don't know who is speaking. Discernment allows me to understand spiritual discernment to know what God says, his character. And he said, I perceive that God had not sent him at all. Let me tell you something, just because they wear a collar around their neck don't mean that they've been sent by God. I don't care who you are. I don't care just because they got a prophet, his title, they're an elder, they're a deacon, whoever they think they are, archbishop, a so-called apostle, I don't care who they are. It don't mean that they were sent by God. Hallelujah. Just because they're a close family member don't mean that they've been sent by God. I don't care who they are. I perceive that God had not sent you. 
then my question is if God didn't send you who in hell sent you hallelujah who in the world sent you because I know it wasn't God who sent you hallelujah see hallelujah my God I know you came from somewhere and then this is where he said I pronounced this prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sam Ballard had hired him oh my God help me in this room tonight let me tell you something there's workers of hell and a supernatural place who have been hired to try to assassinate you to try to kill you don't you think for one second that's why Jesus told him hey the Peter hey the devil came to sift you as we but oh, I prayed for you that your faith will not fail let me tell you something tonight there's a hell oh my god hell has people that has been hired and they don't know they've been hired but when they allow the enemy to work in them and allow their envy and their jealousy to get the best of them then they come with these false pretenses and these false prophecies like they come from god Look at somebody saying, who in hell sent them? Who in hell sent them? There's a messenger from hell. You are hired from hell, but I know who you are. Hallelujah. When you got spiritual discernment, you know where they come from. You know you are, oh my God, you came in appearance of light, but you're really a dark. You came in the appearance of a sheep, but you're really a wolf. You are, oh my God, you have been hired from hell. People think that the supernatural world is some type of joke. That's why they play with things. Play with juju boards. Play and think this is a game. And then realize that their minds are going crazy. Because God, don't you understand that the enemy uses those things as a woman oh God, as assassins to your future. He realizes in his discernment, Nehemiah realized they were hired from Tobiah and Sambel had hired them. And then he gives you the reason, the reason he was hired, that I should be afraid and act that way and sin. You know why some people call you with nonsense and direct it to you like it's your fault? Because they had been hired to do such a thing to cause you to sin. The cause you to disobey God. Where's my face? He, he, he said, listen, I know what you did. He said, you did this so I could act in a way in sin so that they may have, that they might have cause for an evil report. See, here's what they're trying to do. There's already an evil report that's out there against you. What the enemy then does is do different things to try to bring cause to the report. I'm not making this up. This is right here. Listen, he says so that they might have cause for an evil report. Here's what I'm trying to tell you tonight. Don't give anybody any satisfaction, any justification of their lives. Live your life in such a way. I'm not saying that you're going to be perfect because it's not going to work. I'm telling you that you need to be mindful of how you live. 
because you don't want to give anybody any type of ammunition, any type of justification. Oh, I thought she was a Christian girl. I thought he was a Christian dude. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Because they want to give an evil report and throw a smear around your name. I'm trying to tell you. Don't you understand as what you do grows, the more people that you find trying to bring you down? Don't you get it? You want to know what success really is? Success is not that the lights are all on you and that you have no trouble. Here's why the church can't speak to successful people. Because we don't know how to tell, tell them how to, they need discernment for where they are on the top. Yeah. Why? Because there are people that are coming for them. Yeah. Coming for their position. Yeah, yeah. Jealous of them. Yeah. Trying to find a way to bring what they've built to bring it down. Oh, wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's what they were doing for Nehemiah. Don't you understand as TCF grows, as it becomes bigger, there will be more people that wants to find fault, to justify that this is an occult, to justify all of the whatever the lies that they've made up in their own heart concerning this place. Don't you understand that as you continue to grow in God and as you continue to grow in the things that God has called you to be and called you to do, that will be trying to bring more people to try to bring you down. You know what I noticed, ladies and gentlemen? That we hear good stories of how people started well. But we don't hear good stories that they finished well. You started out with a great heart. You started out with a sincere heart. And then what happened is you allowed the messenger of Satan. The hirelings of hell. To lure you in. Because you forgot that you were of a great work. And you came down to play. That's what happened. Don't you get it? The enemy's goal is to bring you down. From the great work that you're doing. To play in the things. Because when people think they finally reached a level of success. They feel like no, there's no more for them to do. And when they feel as though there's no more to do. And they become prideful in themselves. Then that's when. They allow themselves to play in Satan's playground. Are you hearing me tonight? Why am I preaching this to you? Let's see if we can start well. We can either start well and, and finish well, or we can start well, and then we allow something to happen and bring it all down. You can start with a sincere heart, but then when you allow proud to come in from your life, it can all come down. Why? Because you forgot that you were of a great work. Discernment keeps you focused. Discernment allows you to know where it's coming from, how to address it, how to move forward. Don't you get it? These people right here had bad intentions because they knew their time had come. It's over for them. And they came with an evil report that they may reproach me to make my name bad. But guess what? And what you meant for evil. God meant for my good. And here's what I'll do. And I'll finish it up and I'll give the text to justice. And you know what he did? He said, my God, remember Tobiah and Sanballat. According to these, their works. 
and the prophetess Noadiah, and the rest of the prophets who would have been who have made me afraid. That's my prayer. That's what your prayer should be for them. Remember them. <laughs> ah, this is what Nehemiah said. According to these, their works. What is he saying? He said, remember their works. Because here's the thing that you need to understand. Whatever a man soweth, so does he reap. God, remember it. And also those prophetess. And the prophetess, Noadiah, and the rest of the prophets. Who, have, who would have made me afraid. Who tried to intimidate me. Who tried to bring me down. I want you to remember them. He didn't ask them. He didn't, he didn't say any. And here's the thing. He, he, Nehemiah was so unbothered that he didn't even wish doom on them. He just said, God, remember them. Yeah. It's up for God to do what he's going to do with them. <laughs> That's my whole thing to anybody. God, remember them in whatever they do. Because here's the thing, TCF. We are of a good work. And you can't come down. And discernment allows you to understand. I'm not going to play with you. I'm not going to mess with you. I'm going to keep moving forward. And I'm going to continue to press ahead. No matter you're, in, you're, 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 you're trying to intimidate me, you're trying to bring me low, I'm not going to play with you. I'm going to move forward. And there's the thing. Nehemiah saw it. He knew, where, he knew the reason for it. And that's what the exercise and discernment does for you. To see it for where it's where it come from, and he didn't see it and just say, you know, I'm gonna still meet with them anyway. I'm still gonna say my piece anyway. He didn't do all of that. That's what we'll do. We'll see it and still want to say, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go off and I'm gonna do it anyway. He saw it, knew it, and he moved, and he didn't play around with it. Stay in your feet. Look at something you gotta touch it. You gotta you gotta make sure you remind yourself who in the world they come from. Because they ain't of God. Not everything that sparkles is from him. Hallelujah. If you're not saved, I give you Jesus Christ tonight.